Hello everybody. I made it over that first hump. I officially published or recorded, I should say, and published and then shared with the world my first podcast episode. Um, or I guess I should say like self therapy session. It's more like what it is. Um, and, uh, I actually just want to say thank you real quick. I, uh, had a few people go ahead and listen to it and they, uh, reached out to me and really gave me some really good feedback and, um, some good support on, you know, what I was doing and talking about. And I just want to say thank you to those people. Um, you know, I have a lot of people in the world that mean that mean a lot to me and also really do care about me. And I just want to say, I appreciate you and, uh, thank you for being you and, and, uh, you know, supporting me as I work on trying to, um, change my life, uh, turn things around or not even turn things around, like stop going the way I was going, you know? Um, so, um, thank you for that. And I hope that this will continue to be interesting. I know the people that are very close to me, um, have expressed that, you know, they're able to learn a lot about me through this as I have lived most of my life hiding. Um, and this is my attempt to stop hiding. Um, so I'm excited to share more for those that are interested and want to listen, but even more excited to see how this helps me grow and move forward. Um, and become confident in myself and who I am. So, um, thank you to those people who gave me that feedback. I really appreciate it. Um, I know that first one, I kind of just started talking, um, I wanted to give a little outline, you know, for my life and probably could have talked for two, three hours if I had had the time, but, uh, um, you know, just kind of threw it out there to start talking. I was tired of making excuses. Um, might be a little bit more organized on this one. I'm going to try. Uh, I try to be a little bit more organized for this one. Um, maybe it won't be, uh, super organized, but, it may be a little bit better. I'm just going to take it one step at a time uh, and uh, try to get a little better every time. So um, uh, with that said, um, I think I'm going to title this episode. I can't decide what to title it. Unresolved or resolved. And let me explain why. I think unresolved was my first idea because this is something what I want to dig into in this episode um, is a part of my life you know, a period of my life that is, has had a huge impact on me. And it was in a lot of ways, there's a lot of things great to be learned from it, but it was also a very dark time in my life. It was a very emotional and challenging and hardest time of my life, to be honest. Um, or at least one of the hardest times. And, um, it's something that I never really, uh, took care of within myself. So again, this goes along with, you know, what I was explaining in terms of my purpose for this podcast. Um, and, uh, it'll all lead into talk, you know, me talking more about, you know, facing fear. Um, you know, talking about this now is, is that, but, um, I think this is a very important un- unresolved or unprocessed issue or a period and experience of my life that I want to see if I can unpack a little bit within myself and, uh, um, see what happens, see what it does for me. Um, and you know, I know there's probably a lot of people out there that can relate to situations like this as well. And maybe it will, you know, speak to those people in some way or another as well. Um, so hopefully I can get something out of this and hopefully somebody else out there as well can get something out of this. But what I want to get into is my 
and some of you know this, especially those of you that are close to me that are listening to this, you know that I went through a period of my life where I was married. I got married and divorced. Um, and so I kind of wanted to dive into that and kind of how that developed, you know, you know, how that relationship developed and what the dynamics were in that and, and what were the challenges and what was the, you know, how, why was it so hard emotionally and, and, uh, you know, what it meant to get divorced and everything. So I want to touch on this a little bit. It's something that needs to be seriously unpacked. One of those things that I just, you know, got, made it through and then immediately just like buried it and just moved on with living an unhealthy lifestyle. Um, so, you know, I, I go back to, you know, very young age, obviously I shouldn't say very young, not that long ago. Um, but spring, summer of, of, uh, 2006, uh, I just completed my first year of college and, uh, you know, going to college was a big experience for me getting away from my family for the first time. I moved about eight hours away to go to school. Um, and, uh, it was a big jump for me to be away from my big family. Um, and, uh, it was a big challenge. Uh, but I did, I did fairly well, you know, had the pretty simple, smooth classes there that first year of school, um, got through it pretty well with, did well with in, uh, academics and, started running across country and track for the team there that I was very excited to be running for really started to excel. Um, as I went into the, got through the cross country season, went into the, uh, track season and, um, I, uh, was improving quite a bit and I was getting some of the, you know, not to brag, but I was getting some of the attention of some of the coaches, um, because they were seeing pretty big jumps in my improvement, from when I first arrived, you know, at the school for that first year at the beginning, the fall, you know, late summer, early fall, um, for our training camp. And, uh, I'd come a long way in a very short period of time. Um, and I was getting some attention. And, uh, so it was starting to become clear that, you know, I needed, I really wanted to start to excel as an athlete and as a runner there. Um, unfortunately I got injured, uh, going into the track season. I was training so hard. I got a stress fracture uh, just above my ankle and that put me out and pretty much, you know, threw me off for the rest of the year, uh, unfortunately. Um, but you know, kind of the reason why I get into that now is because it's, it'll, it'll make sense in a little bit. Um, but that was becoming a very important part of my experience in college, uh, was to, you know, excel as a runner, as an athlete. Uh, that's what I wanted to, that's what I was there for. That's why I was, at North Central College in Naperville, Illinois, was to run for the cross-country and track team, run for the coach, run for that team, run for my teammates. Um, um, got through the end of that school year. Um, you know, I was dealing with a lot of homesickness as well, so I kind of was in a weird spot in that. I know I just said I wanted to excel in that there, but I literally almost decided not even to go back. So kind of a little contradictory, but um, uh, as I go, uh, go along here, it'll probably make more sense. But, you know, that's another story probably for another time. But, uh, um, I did eventually go four years to school there, but what I mean, what I'm want to get into is that summer. So going into my, after my freshman year, going into my sophomore year of school, I, uh, decided to go, um, into a, become a counselor, um, for a, uh, high school cross country, like runner, um, summer camp. Um, it's a Christian organization that ran the camp. I was very, um, very, uh, you know, religiously and, um, spiritually focused at the time or trying to be religiously and spiritually focused at the time, excuse me. And, uh, I, um, had heard about this organization from a, uh, 
one of the leaders of the organization who came and spoke to our team and was looking for people to come be a part of their organization. Um, and so I decided to look into it and got more information and decided to go and be a part of this program in the summer. You now be a counselor, be a, a mentor for these kids um, and train with these kids um, during the summer, just that summer. So went into that, got into that, uh, showed up in Michigan, um, Holland, Michigan, on the lake, uh, there on Lake Michigan and West Michigan. And uh, um, we were going to spend the first like several days or a week there. And then we were going to fly out to Mammoth Lakes, California, beautiful part of California there right on the, or along the edges of Yosemite National Park um, in California, up in the mountains. Um, but we were with one group first in Holland and um, there's another group, uh, a pretty big group of other, um, college athletes that were coming in runners and coming in to be the fellow counselors and mentors for these high school students that were going to be coming in for the camp. Um, and literally the first day, uh, I got there and I would, I can get into this camp more maybe in the future, but really the highlight of this camp for me and my experience of life is like immediately, like I, the moment I saw this girl, this woman, um, there was an immediate kind of just look in our eyes at each other. Like there was some sort of a attraction, I guess you, you could say, whether that was a real, like, you know, one of those love at first sight attractions or whether there was something else inside of us that was pulling towards each other. Um, you know, I think there's something to that maybe. Um, but there was something and it, it was very immediate. It was interesting. Never had quite that feeling when I first saw somebody and, the really interesting thing was that she immediately um, interacted with me right off the bat in that first day. She um, was so introspective or interested in me in a way that I have never had experience with anybody in my life before. So she was asking me questions. She was, um, you know, giving me lots of attention. Um, unlike any other experience I'd had with other people in my life up to that point or that I could remember, you know, experiencing. And I'll tell you what, it was, it was a very weird feeling for me. I literally had to, she was challenging me to think about things and she was asking me very deep, like, you know, personal questions and very inquisitive questions and conversing with me very often in those first few days. And it challenged me to have to really think and, and actually think about myself and who I was and, you know, what kind of things, um, uh, deeper things that I would pro didn't normally think about on my own, you know, or had ever even spoken with other people about. Um, and, you know, I just was so high on that attention. Like I was so high on the feeling of someone that interested in me, you know, and who I was, um, that I just basically did whatever I could to be able to continue to get more of that attention from her. Um, you know, and I, I don't want to spend this episode getting into, you know, why that was such a big deal for me that in that attention, you I mean, that's another, another, you know, thing to dig into later. Um, you know, stemming more back from my life growing up and our family and things like that. But, um, you know, I think all I know is at that time it was, uh, a very interesting experience for me. The feeling was, was something I'd never felt before. And I remember, you know, the rest of that trip became just all focused on her and her and I, um, you know, we obviously did our things, but you know, with not wholeheartedly into the purpose of that trip. And that's a real, 
that's kind of sad. That's that's not what that that's probably wasn't that wasn't a good thing. Um, it shouldn't have been like that. We should have been focused on you know working with these ki- these students and 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 the purpose of the organization. Um, so a little immaturity there for sure. A lot of immaturity, I should say, for sure. But moving on from there, we definitely, of course, this connection was intense between the two of us. This like need for each other's attention um, was was uh, greater than anything else I'd been feeling up to that point in my life. So we, of course, immediately tried to stay in contact and 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 started to develop this relationship long distance. She was living in Nashville, Tennessee, going to Belmont University. I was in Naperville, Illinois, going to North Central College. And um, we continued to, we wanted, we decided basically to be in a long distance relationship. Um, so this very much accelerated. We started to fly back and forth to see each other. Um, that same summer before I went back to college, I flew down to Nashville and literally went and just met her and her family and stayed there in, in Nashville with her and her family off of like the first time I had flown down there. And, uh, so, you know, and coming from this, both of us being in a very religiously and spiritually minded state of mind, it's like when you're in that very conservative, spiritual, religious world, it's very much your, when you get, when you want to be in a relationship with somebody, it's like, it's very serious. I should say from, from the get go. Cause you don't, Everything is done with a very specific purpose, right? You do everything with a very specific purpose to serve God and 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 serve your do your mission and all that. And and having a you know relationship with that, it's about getting married, having that husband wife relationship. And and uh, so it was very much focused around that. And anyway, we were immediately doing that. I was I found myself when I was back at school spending so much time, you know, on interacting with that relationship. Um, you know, we would get on the phone almost every night. Literally, I can't remember, of course, 100% for sure, but I think we were on the phone every night um, after we got into that relationship or almost every night. Um, And these conversations could last for a long time, even an hour or more um, at times and a lot of the time. So I was spending a lot of my energy, uh, 90% of my energy interacting with her and in this relationship. And I can remember having this feeling of, you know, being pulled away from what I was doing at the school, being pulled away from my relationships with my teammates and my roommates. And I mean, I lost all interest in, 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 uh, academics whatsoever. Academics were suffering. Um, my athletic performance was pretty much out the door because my only focus at this point was, you know, feeding into this relationship in which I had just totally latched onto because, I was getting this attention from her and this feeling of, of, you know, her, her liking something about me, you know, her wanting to really dig into me. Like, um, that was giving me this feeling like I had never had before. Um, I hadn't, you know, I was lacking this, um, confidence in myself, you know, I was lacking this purpose within myself and I was finding that through her, um, And, uh, so I was, you know, I was latched on, you know, it was, it was, I couldn't, you know, that was all I could think about. That was where my energy was going, going on, you know, getting through college, just getting by academically, um, you know, basically, basically wasting away my last couple of years as an, as a runner. Um, because, you know, in the summertime I was focused on being with her and I wasn't focused on my training. Um, and so I lost my, I lost my my momentum as a runner too. And another big regret of my life, um, something maybe to 
unpack more of too is is my whole experience with with athletics and running um but for another time of course and um so anyway we uh you know before i I don't remember exactly when and what the situation was but i ended up asking her to marry me um and you know we got i think it must have been probably still during the school year of my senior year we ended up getting married that summer after I graduated from college and um, uh, down in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, we literally packed up and drove from there to Waco, Texas, um, right after the wedding. Stopped in the, uh, the Everglades in Arkansas for a quick honeymoon and then uh, drove on down to Waco, Texas. She was going to go to Baylor to get her master's in social work. And uh, I was just going to figure out what I was supposed to do. Anyway, we get there. Um, she's going to school. She's, she's, she, I'm sorry, I take that back. She had finished school, uh, but she had taken a job there in Waco immediately after graduating. Um, so that's what we were going back to Waco for. She could start her job. And, um, and so I'm just there follow, I following her, right? I'm going with her there cause that's where her life is. That's where she's, she's doing her life there. And I'm with her because, you know, I'm along with her. I'll do whatever she wants me to do. Right. Because I'm dependent on this relationship for, you know, being who I, being me, you know, I'm dependent on her. Um, so, and, uh, this isn't something I always understood either. I think I just want to, you know, take a step back and explain that. Um, this is something that I've just now started to understand and realize and start to process. And that's why I want to talk. That's why I'm talking this out. Um, so I can get, get it figured out just a little bit more. Um, but, uh, you know, again, this is something that happened in 2009, 2010 is where I'm at at this point right now, just moving to Waco. So it's been quite a while, not that long, but it's been some years and I'm just now understanding this. So, you know, this isn't something I knew or understood or had a grasp on until just recently. Um, but we were living there. I was trying to figure out what to do with my life, um, where I was going to work, what I was going to do, you know, and I'm, relying on her you know obviously i didn't have a job i wasn't i didn't have any money and never have never had any money in my life um so or any real good money and uh so you know relying on her for everything right for you know for my self-worth for who i was for my living financially all that good stuff and anyway i was able to find my way into americorps to work a service uh, working a service term with them um, there in Waco, Texas. Um, so I was able to start to get some income coming in and pay off some, some school debt with that. And, you know, all along this time, we just, you know, we had already developed throughout the relationships some really bad, 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 um, you know, habits and bad interactions and very poor communication. Both of us very immature emotionally, very immature in, in our cell and in un, very immature and unsure and of ourselves and who we were and what we were doing with ourselves, you know, um, and, um, we just, you know, emotionally tore each other up, um, really tore each other up emotionally. Um, we had some baggage. We both, I think we both had some baggage, real bad baggage, some bad wounds from our pasts that we were not, we were, we were, holding on to and not able to process right and it was coming out of us in very angry and negative emotional ways towards each other um very intense at times um very emotional uh 
very much up and down. So some good times, some really, really bad times, some good times, some really, really bad times. Very, very, very traumatic in that way. Um, Traumatic may sound like a pretty extreme word, but emotionally, I have to say emotionally traumatic for both of us. Um, And uh, we kept pushing on. We kept, you know, living through with these really terrible way with this really terrible way of interacting and communicating with each other. We started taking counseling, marriage counseling, and, you know, whoa, it was good. Marriage counseling is great. And, uh, um, but we weren't resolving, you know, what was going on between us. Um, but we were trying, um, along the way she, uh, decided, you know, looking for a position, to work with Hispanic youth speaking fluent Spanish. And, uh, she found this position, um, to go down to Brownsville, Texas and work at South, an organization down there um, that works with, uh, uh, minors who are picked up crossing uh, the border. And, um, so we, uh, um, go down to visit, um, just to see what Brownsville is like and to meet the, the person who's going to be her, you know, her supervisor. And, uh, so we go down there and we have a good visit and it's great. And for, you know, for me, I did have some sort of feeling like, you know, that was where we were supposed to go next. I really did. And, uh, despite all the struggles we were going through and, you know, getting to a point where it was like, we, you know, even before we had moved, like before we got into this point of looking at the position in Brownsville, you know, had, had almost, you know, separated, we did separate. Actually, I should take that. I, I step back. I'm, I have to remember all this. Um, but we were living in a separate apart. I had to get my own apartment for a while. Um, so we were already that ex- to that extreme of having, um, uh, issues in our relationship that I was living in a separate apartment, um, for a chunk of that time. And this was leading up right to that point where before we had moved and, you know, we had gotten back into it. So like I said, lots of ups and downs, right? So we were on our kind of in and up. And so we were getting it we decided to move down there together. So, um, you know, I had to find a sublease for the, uh, the apartment I was renting. Um, and, uh, we decided to go, um, we had decided again, we were on the up. So we were trying to make it work and we were determined to make it work. And, uh, so, and again, I was, you know, even though we were separated, I was still, I knew I had to be in that relationship still. I had to figure out how to get back into it. Right. I was probably, I was probably very manipulative in a lot of ways. Um, and, um, I know I was manipulative in a lot of ways and, uh, cause I relied on that relationship. You know, I couldn't imagine life, how it would survive without, if we got divorced or if we were split up for good, like I just could not imagine, you know, it's one of those things. It's the fear, right? Here's where the fear comes in that fear of being out there on my own and having to face myself, right? Having to face myself. I was so scared. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine it. I couldn't imagine being out on my own. I couldn't imagine, you know, being single and, and being happy with myself. I couldn't imagine it. And it was like, almost again, I come back to this, like I talked about it in my first episode, how, as an athlete, as a runner, I got to this point in a race where it was like, I didn't want, I couldn't get it up to that next level. I couldn't go into that, take it to that next gear. Cause I was so scared. I was going to blow up. I wasn't going to be able to hold 
on, I was going to hurt a lot more. And it's almost as if it's, it's almost feels as if it's a life and death situation. It sounds extreme, but I don't know how else to explain it. Um, and you know, that's where I was with that too. And, uh, so that fear, that fear of, you know, the unknown, the fear of having to face myself and the fear of having to support myself, um, was so strong that I was literally going through emotional, putting myself through and her through just emotional, you know, pain after emotional pain, um, you know, day in and day out, um, I was willing to do that. Um, it's, it's quite shocking as I think through this and talk about this now. Um, and again, you know, this is so interesting. This is why I'm doing this. I'm having these realizations in the moment right now that I didn't, I didn't plan to get to that just now where it was like, I couldn't imagine myself being outside of, of a relationship with her. And it felt like a life or death situation. Um, and so latched on, went down to Brownsville, um, essentially starting over again from where we started and going to Waco. <laughs> I didn't have a job. Uh, she had the, 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 the job set up, followed her there because, you know, again, I was doing it for her and I needed to be with her, um, in an unhealthy way, of course. And, um, uh, so I was just, again, willing to put myself through a lot of pain willing, and, and putting her through a lot of pain as well. And um, we get there and we're living our life there and she's doing her thing and I'm figuring some things out. I'm working at a bar on the South Padre Island. I get into, um, uh, I get an interview with a, at a school for a teaching assistant position and that works out really well for IDEA public schools. And a lot of those of you that know me know my history with IDEA or most of you do. And that's a topic that's going to, you know, I don't know, maybe I can tap into this a little bit now, but in this episode, but that's another topic for me to get into and how that kind of really made some changes for me in a positive way, um, but also brought in some distractions for me as well. Um, so that's probably another episode to get into and go through and unpack for me. Um, but, you know, we're still living there. Um, and you know, the, the pattern is repeating itself. Um, you know, we haven't resolved our emotional wounds and our emotion, our inability to manage our, our, our emotions, inability to manage our, um, communication, inability to manage and, and, uh, support each other and love each other in the way we need to be loved. Um, and you know, I'm just coasting along, right along the way, just cause I can, cause I'm attached in the relationship. And so I'm just comfortably living along, right? I'm getting by. I'm still not financially responsible. Um, I'm not really challenging myself that much. I was super out of shape. Um, I, I had gotten, after I graduated from college, I just, you know, I was a tiny skinny guy in college running so much. And then I ballooned up like, you know, literally like 50, 60 pounds, maybe more. Um, and was completely out of shape. Wasn't exercising regularly, drinking a lot, eating terribly. Um, and just floating along like a blob, literally like a, like a negative depressed blog blob of a human. <laughs> and, uh, um, there were the, 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 the cycle was just continuing to repeat itself. Um, we have to start trying counseling again. We, 
I move into another apartment on my own again. So this happens again, literally a year later, um, maybe less, maybe less. I don't even, I don't remember for sure, but I mean, it's literally like a year or less later that I moved out again into my own apartment and, um, but we're still just banging our heads against the wall thinking like we got to be together, right? Because number one, we have this attachment. Number two, divorce is almost, you know, absolutely unacceptable, you know, in front, when you look at and consider the religious and spiritual backgrounds that we had come from and especially that she had come from. And so it was one of those things where it's like, no, you figure it out. You can't get divorced. Um, and so that was one of the other aspects that was involved here. And again, you know, as I talk about this, I'm talking to my sister the other day, there's just like, it's like, you know, encyclopedia size amounts of, of things I can dig into. <laughs> and, uh, but so that's another topic, but, uh, um, I think, um, and so that was one of the aspects where we're, again, I was getting back to like that cycle repeating itself and, uh, you know, living in my own separate apartment and, uh, while we're in Brownsville and I'm working at the school and she's doing her job and, you know, we get back, we're trying, I'm coming back, I'm living with her again some more and we're trying to make it work and, and, um, it just, it went on and on. And then finally it was just like, okay, like we just made, we just reached to finally just, I think just time and just where time and where eventually you just, you beat each other up so much emotionally that regardless of all the outside circumstances and outside influences, you know, whether it's religion and spirituality, whether it's, you know, the embarrassment, you know, for me, one of the huge problems for me was, and I was hiding this from everybody. And, you know, my, my, my close family knew there were some issues, close, close friends maybe knew there were some issues with us, but the extent of those issues was something that I was just doing everything I could to hide as I do have done with a lot of things in my life. And, uh, the embarrassment of it being so bad and knowing that a lot of it comes from, was coming from me and me not being happy with who I was and the flaws of, of me that were, I did not want my flaws exposed, right? Cause there was, I had a lot of flaws in that relationship and I did a lot of bad, uh, made a lot of bad choices and, and did in a, hurt her in a lot of ways. Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't want to expose that. And, uh, so hiding and that, that fear, that fear, here comes the fear again, that fear of, you know, what people were going to think of me, you know, what people, what people saw like, Oh, you know, how it really was right in a relationship like that, what our marriage was really like, what if people saw, what would people think? You know, I was like, I, that was like a life or death again. Like I couldn't allow that to happen. Right. People could not see what this was really like. Um, and people could not see the flaws that I had and how I was contributing to the problems, you know? And, uh, that was like, again, the life and death for me. Like I just, it, it was unacceptable for that to be in my inside of me and in my heart and soul. That was an unacceptable thing. Like I could not let that happen. Um, but like I said, getting back to where I was going with that, um, I think the wear and tear finally gotten to the point where it was enough. And, um, you know, she finally said, she was the one who initiated it. And I'm going to be honest about this. You know, I've always kind of tried to brush this off and always say, you know, you know, we, it was amicable, which it was, 
Um, but she was the one who went, who initiated it. And I need to be honest about that and own up to that and stop hiding. You know, I don't want to put off this idea that, oh yeah, I know we just came together and agreed. Like I wasn't as much as I knew I wanted to be out of that relationship, you know, even though I was, I was hiding, putting, pushing that away and trying to act like I didn't and tell myself that I didn't want to be out of it. And as much as I was just beaten down emotionally and, and ready for, knew it had to be over. You know, I, I couldn't, I wasn't brave enough. I was too scared to be the one to go and say, we need to get divorced. I was terrified of that. And I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And she did. She was brave enough. She, she was the one who finally said, I'm going to go to a lawyer and we're going to start the divorce process. And I remember that was the first time when, cause we'd had those discussions before. Right. And it, I just went into a frenzy, right? I went to a frenzy of, trying to be like, you know, freaking out. Like we can't, this cannot happen. No, 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 no. And this was the first time, and that happened multiple times. And this was the first time I was like, I think I just sat there for a second and I said, okay, like there was, I probably did at some point try to say some things to turn, to turn it, you know, take it off that course again. But I remember thinking like, I just couldn't fight it anymore. And, um, uh, um, and that's how that divorce process began. And, uh, you know, we followed through with it. You know, I moved into, again, I had, I had, you know, ended the lease in the first apartment I moved out to in Brownsville, came back and was living with her. Then I started another new lease in the same apartment complex, um, across the other side of the complex and was, uh, living there. And, you know, we were living our own lives really for the first several months before the divorce was finalized. Um, you know, there was several months before all that got, you know, completely done. And, um, you know, we had separated out and we would see each other here and there taking care of the dog and, uh, Bella and, um, um, you know, just had to interact in, in certain ways for certain things. And she eventually moved out and went to live with a, a friend so, you know, I had to help her with that. And, you know, so we still interacted on and off. Um, and, uh, you know, she had, done, had gone on some dates, I think, with some other guys that she admitted to me later were her trying to get me to come back, you know, and, and, and try to rekindle the relationship again before. And maybe she would say this differently. I don't want to speak for her, but this is what I remember. And I could be wrong about this, but you know, that was something she seemed like she still wanted to try again and get it back together. But I didn't take the bait on that. I, I had, I hit, hit the end of my rope. Um, and, uh, but as you can see, it's just a vicious, you know, you know, emotionally abusive cycle that we put each other through. And it was just finally, I couldn't handle it anymore. And she couldn't either. Um, you know, she was the one that was brave enough to file for, start, file for the divorce in the first place. And, um, so, you know, and this comes into kind of what I touched on in my original episode, in my opening episode, when I was kind of going through my story. Um, you know, during that process of us being separated, um, within, you know, a month, maybe two at the most, I was already starting to flirt with another girl at school and a coworker. And uh, it was like, I knew that was done. I couldn't latch on to her anymore, my ex-wife. And I immediately had to go find that next thing, even though, and I'll get to this in another episode, even though I had gained a lot more you know, confidence in myself and 
was feeling a lot more um, uh, validation from my coworkers, I still just wasn't aware enough of where I was and who I was and what I was dealing with. But I started to jump again. I was trying to find that next thing I could latch on to, right? To help me validate, to validate me and to, you know, give me that emotion need for emotional, um, uh, what's the word? Um, worth to get, feel some worth, you know, feel like someone is, you know, I wanted someone to want me, right? Um, that was what gave me worth, right? That was what helped me feel like, you know, good about myself. Um, and, uh, so I was looking for that right away off the bat, I think. And, and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I'd like to try and think maybe there were some other reasons why I was doing that. Maybe I was really interested in this person and yeah, I had feelings for this person for sure. But, um, I think that this, the, the, um, the real underlying driver of that, those feelings was this unhealthy need for that attachment for that codependent attachment. Um, and so I literally moved on from that as if it was nothing right from the, from divorcing and from that relationship as a whole, you know, I've really kind of skimmed over a lot in, and giving you given just the general, like it was emotionally, you know, abusive back and forth. Um, and, uh, you know, I could get into deeper stuff, but I don't think we need to do that. I think, you know, I know what that is. And, um, it was very damaging for both of us, but I didn't take care of that for me, for myself. I immediately tried to just jump into the next thing and, and just bury that, you know, it was a terrible experience and it wasn't all bad. Don't get me wrong. Like it's, it's not, of course, no relationships all bad, but it was very traumatic. And, um, I needed to resolve that. I needed to process that. And I didn't, I just jumped or ran away from that as fast as I could. I went for the next thing to make me feel good about myself and, uh, immediately got into that. And, and then, and then immediately that, even that relationship that I tried to develop, I should really quote relationship, you know, it wasn't, you know, it was, I don't know what you would call it. Um, but it was something where it was, I wanted it to be a relationship and the other person sometimes acted like they did too, but didn't want that. Um, or maybe they did, but they had their own issues. Um, they had their own things inside of them that weren't allowing them to be able to do that either. Right. Two unhealthy people. Once again, um, try, you know, trying to, um, get something from each other. Right. Um, and you know, that was another traumatic experience for me just because of what I was, well, because of what I was doing it for and what I was trying to get out of it. Um, I really needed this so bad. Like I had to have, you know, her, I had to have this, Oh, I can't do it. Uh, the anxiety, right. You can just, you know, I give it, I can feel it right now. You know, I feel what it's like, just the, the fear and the anxiety that builds up in me, um, that did build up in me. Um, when I didn't have control, right? I didn't have control of that person. I wasn't able to control that person and manipulate that person into what I needed them to be for me to feel good about myself and for me to have some self-worth and for me to, um, be able to get by every day emotionally. And, um, uh, you know, I was, it was, it's, it's, it is that feeling that anxiety, um, is, 
so controlling, right? You can't, and you know, I didn't recognize it at the time. So it ruled me, right? It, it controlled me. It, 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 it made decisions for me. Um, and I let it allow it to allowed it to, um, so that went back and forth, another up and down type of relationship where it was like, you know, I felt like, oh, okay, we're getting closer, we're getting closer. And then she'd pull away and then I would freak out and lose my mind and it's the end of the world. And we started to get closer again and then it would happen again. And then finally, you know, I met somebody else along the way through some other friends and, you know, I knew that I wasn't, I couldn't get that stable, you know, uh, I wasn't getting that stable thing from her that I needed. So, the, uh, so I jumped into, you know, this person cause she showed some interest in me, you know, it was a similar thing. Again, she showed some sort of like desire to know me better or be close to me in some way. And so I latched onto that too. And it was literally like, I think about this now and I just can't, you know, it's, it's just, I don't know how to put it into words. It's like, what are you doing Matt? Like, what the hell? is going on like why why were you doing this but i just didn't know any better you know i didn't know at the time and i was desperate so desperate for that validation so desperate for that you know thing i could latch on to control and get to, and satisfy my need um for validation for you know worth you know and uh in the process I think something inside of me knew I had to get out of there. And, you know, I, I brought this up, I think, in the last podcast, too. I uh, was getting, I don't know if I should say the word burned out, but I was getting disillusioned and burned out with being the teacher in the classroom and uh, wanted to move into a new position. And my sister had said that she was going to move to Austin, Texas, what was had considered, like, Austin, Texas to move after she graduated. And I was like, this is a chance for me to kind of like maybe change my environment, even though I wasn't maybe thinking about it that way. I think inside that's what my, you know, my soul was trying to get me to do. And, uh, so, um, I'm kind of getting beyond the divorce now, but I think it is relevant, um, for me to, keep going with this because it talks it's 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 relevant to my issues with relationships right and um why i was in the relationship i was my marriage relationship um and uh you know so we moved up there and uh i was still kind of in contact with one of these this girl that i had met you know in brownsville the second one and after my divorce and you know we kind of on and off saw each other but there wasn't anything serious um, and, uh, you know, once I got going there in the school year, we, uh, weren't even really, um, seeing each other. We weren't seeing each other anymore once we got that going. So it was kind of on my own for once. And, um, um, I think I'll leave it at that <laughs> for now. I think I can get into some other stuff, but let me just recap, you know, I can't, I think where I was trying to go with this episode and, I think the point, you know, for me that I'm trying to work through right now with this is that I have spent my life essentially um, looking for my 
self-worth, my validation, who I am through other people. And um, getting comfortable with that, right? And not not interacting with these people in a relationship, not not loving them for the way they need to be loved. Um, and being proud of myself and, and happy with myself. Um, but taking from them, taking from them all their energy, right? Using them to make me feel good about myself. And, um, this is a huge thing in my life that is sad for me. It is, makes me feel very, yeah, sad. Um, I feel like that I, um, took a lot from these, these girls, you know, and want unfairly wanted a lot of things from these girls and, um, these women, I should say. And, um, um, I'm going to continue to work on it, process it. You know, this is, uh, my time to, you know, build up this in myself now. And, um, that's what I'm trying to do. This is part of the process doing the, this podcast and, um, you know, identifying this, this is the core, I think to it, to it. Um, and I think this is, you know, something I'm going to continue to explore. Um, and, try to figure out how to um, build this up for and within myself rather than having to rely on other people. Um, that's what I want to do and that's what I will do. And uh, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> um, thank you for those who are and if anyone is listening. Um, and even if not, that's okay. As long as I get to speak this out and let this out of the, you know, this vault in my chest that's been locked up for so long and just weighing me down and causing me pain um, and agony. Literally, it's like pain and agony, right? It's, a, it's an emotional agony. And uh, it's quite liberating to have finally come to a place where I can get it out. Um, and so I'll leave it at that. Um, for those that do listen, any and all feedback is greatly appreciated. Um, I had a few people reach out to me, listen to it, um, and gave me some really, really, really nice feedback, really, really, um, valuable feedback. So I appreciate you all and appreciate how much you care for me, you know, and I appreciate that you, um, listen and I hope this can, you know, also be of help to somebody else. I'm done. I don't, I don't want to take from people anymore. I want to, I want to be able to give to people and build people up as well. So that's that I'll be in the meantime, I'll be working on myself and processing more of these experiences of my life. And hopefully we'll be able to share more of that with you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Have a great night. Adiós.